Hello and welcome to the Luxury Lounge. That's right, every Thursday we head into the lounge, we lock the doors, and we air our complaints. And there are no complaints that are too big or too small. Any complaint is welcome here in the Luxury Lounge. Have a seat. It's leather. There's mahogany. The piano is playing softly in the background. This is for you. This is about... To be honest, it's the season of the Luxury Lounge. I've been thinking about it a lot lately. There is no... December is the month of Luxury Lounge complaints because... Everyone's giving, everyone's making time, everyone's in the holiday spirit, and you know what? Sometimes it's a little much. It's a little, it's a lot, and we're not looking to really do all of the things that are being presented to us, and also to take the gifts that are being given to us, and the food, it's enough already. Just leave us alone, and that's why we have the lounge. How do you complain about your Christmas gifts? Well, you come to the luxury lounge, and make sure you send in. Your luxury lounge complaints to jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Every Thursday, we head into the lounge and make sure, again, I have to remind you every time, title it Luxury Lounge. Give me a little sprinkling of what your complaint is, and then we'll get into it. And, And listen, let me give some feedback to the listeners here. The emails are running a little long. We're getting a little wordy, okay? Let's keep it to... And I'm doing it on camera, but like take your thumb and your pointer finger and make a paragraph size. That's how big it should be. That's that's. Yeah, there we go. My guest is doing it right now. It's pretty easy. That's how long your complaint can go that long, because I I, honestly sometimes we're repeating ourselves. That's okay. That's okay. This is my luxury lounge complaint. It's actually not my complaint. Don't hit the music yet. I have my complaint is 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 in my holster. So let's keep it short. Let's, you know, keep it, keep it, uh, you know, you know, give us what you need. But, you know, again, if you got to go long, you got to go long, but it's going to be, it's, uh, it's going to be tough, you know, to read on the show. So jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Very excited. Oh, oh, before we get to today's guest, live shows, people. Okay. I, I am announcing dates right now. Um, this weekend we're taping ahead of time so the U Up live show has just happened last night so thank you to everyone who came to that we have Phoenix, Arizona St. Louis, Missouri we know about those dates that is the that's the end of my year then we get into Fort Lauderdale, Florida uh, Cincinnati, Ohio West Nyack, New York Philadelphia yep, I'm coming Sacramento Pittsburgh Omaha, Long or oh Long Beach, New York. That's this month. So if you're in Long Beach, New York this month, and Columbus, Ohio. So <clears throat> that's a lot of dates, people. Uh, Jaredfree.com, Jaredfree.com. Uh, Want to see you all? Those are some new places too. Columbus, Cincinnati. I haven't been there. Pittsburgh. Where are the Penn Staters at? That's right. Okay, jaredfree.com. Very excited about today's guest. Hilarious comic. He has a solo show called Just For Us happening at the Cherry Lane Theater, December 1st through 19th. Alex Edelman, first time in the lounge. Welcome. Hey, man. Thank you so much for having me. Are you doing okay? Yeah. I mean, I'm tired from travel. I wasn't uh, traveling I'm not as travel fit as I was before the pandemic. Two years off where, really took it out of me. 
where are you traveling? What, is this shows or is this family? We're, out, we're off the holidays. Did you go home for the holidays? I didn't. I was in. Uh, I was stuck back in L.A. where I live now, but I was away from Boston where I'm from. And, uh, and yeah, I'm just not as, like, travel-ready, travel-able as I was, you know, a year, two years ago. It's totally uh, it's brutal. But it's I, also yeah, dealing with for shows. It's also dealing with all the people. You know, during the pandemic, I traveled and I, I took flights and it was actually a dream. It was like, you know, there was like no lines anywhere, no people anywhere. You, you could spread out in first class. Everyone got upgraded. It was it was really a magical time to be in the skies. And now it's the problem is no one wants to believe they are an amateur. Like if you flew during the pandemic, you're a pro. Like you had to fly. If you flew, yes. if you waited, you know, now these people come back and they're like it's as if they're like coming back to their summer house. No, it's not your summer house. You don't own. You rent because you only do this a couple <laughs> times a year. You know? So it, it so people are acting like they know, but then, you know, they're like bulls in China shops. You know what I mean? A thousand percent. And it's also one of those things where like when everyone has TSA pre-check, there is no mm. TSA pre-check. Like, it, it ceases to exist. I, I mean, that is why I've been saying this for years. There should be rules that if you break them while going through TSA pre-check, they take it away for a year. Like they like if you if you can't scan your ticket within 10 seconds, there should be a clock up and at 11 seconds. Give me the TSA. You're you're in the other line. Like, I really do believe that. I saw a guy take off his shoes. I saw a guy take off his shoes at TSA pre-check. And I literally said to him, I go, you don't have to do that. And he goes, what? And I was like, you don't have to take off your shoes. He goes, there's there's metal insoles. And I'm like, why would you wear those shoes to fly if to there's the metal, airport, you know, like to the airport. And he, and he was like, he looked at me like I was the craziest person alive. But I, I mean, listen, I want to talk to you about the, the, is it a, do we call it a one man show? Are you, is that what we call it? I don't know. I call it a solo show. It's stand up for an hour. It's like, uh, but it's got a story at the center of it. So maybe that's a little mm. like one person showy. And you're, and you know? you're doing it. You know, you have the, the king of one person shows, Mike Berbiglia, help it what is he doing he's producing it or is he he's producing it he's producing the show he's you know he saw it in january of 2020 and was like maybe we'll do it in the coming months and then something happened something so like yeah something something that made it hard to fly but uh but yeah for big saw it in 2020 and was like maybe we'll do something with it and then he called me a couple months ago he's like you want to do it at the cherry lane and uh and i said yes so here we are. Ama- amazing. And Cherry Lane is known for these types of shows. It's a great theater. Everyone should go get tickets. Um, Alex Edelman on Instagram. Go, go, go. Go to his uh, uh, the website justforusshow.com to get the tickets. Now, explain the show. What's What are people coming to see? What's the story? Well, the show's like, I mean, there's a lot of stand-up, and it's broadly about, like, Jewish identity and stuff. Cause, You're uh, a Jew from Brookline. I'm and from Brookline. Brookline is the Brooklyn of Boston, really. Um, it is <laughs> like, to me, that is like where you would ever see like Has- Hasidic people in Boston. Like yeah. it would be Brookline. Exactly right there in your Cleveland circles, the Hasidic neighborhood. But I, uh, yeah, the show's broadly about Jewish identity. But also I went to this meeting of like white nationalists in Long Island City. 
what made you go to the meeting of white nationalists in Long Island City? There's, I'll get a, you know, I, I'll get a bit out of this. Is that the, the, the I mean, you're obviously going to get a bit out of it. No, I mean, I didn't actually think I would until, you know, Danny Jollis. There's a comic Danny Jollis. Yeah, Danny he's been on the like, show. Danny was like, hey, maybe you should start talking about this uh, on stage. Maybe this is stand up. Him and, and Chloe Ifshin, who's a friend of uh, comedy, but not a comedian herself. They suggested there was a joke in it. And I started talking about it a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I went because I follow these guys on Twitter I have like a fake Twitter account where I follow like white nationalists mm. uh, accounts to like see what they're saying. And it's this guy was like tweeting like, hey, if you're, you know, not ashamed of your whiteness or something and you live in New York, come to this address. And I was like, I'm kind of curious to go to that. And so like I went and uh, sat there for a bit and like that's what the show's about. So. You know why follow these guys in the first? What what is the interest in following, like a white nationalist? Like what you well, know? Are you like why do they hate me? Is that kind of the thought? Like I don't. I, to me, they're like cartoonish. Like I have like I'm like I I have no interest. But I I'm wondering what the interest is. Uh, I mean, it started with uh, these guys in 2016, early 2017. People started tweeting some anti-Semitic stuff at me. And so mm. I started as a joke, like adding these people to a Twitter list. And okay. the name of the list was Jewish National Fund Contributors. So it was more <laughs> like the joke of adding Nazis to a list like this or like white yes. nationalists to a list like this. And then um, and then it just kind of like snowballed a little bit to the extent that I sort of like became like a bit of like a pack rat on the Internet. You, you go down an Internet rabbit hole sometimes. Like I sort of went down this like rabbit hole. I was like pretty curious about like – yeah, why do they hate me? Why do they hate Jews? Like, what's their problem? What are they so frustrated about? And, well, it, uh, it's like, it, and then you end up, it, it's like the person you hate the most on Instagram is the one you keep up with the most. Yeah, it, absolutely. And, and you start going, and, and it's, because I, listen, we all have these people. Anyone, you know, and it might be someone that you're cordial to and nice to and actually spend time with, but then you have this weird internet relationship with them being like what the fuck are they thinking what what and the way they change i would imagine with a white nationalist with a nazi i want to see what their online persona is compared to their real life persona like these people on twitter with with an egg you know as their picture with no avatar they live amongst us like i would be interested to see who could write these things and and you know i have you know, you have some comics that I follow on Instagram and I go, I can't believe they're the same person they are online. Yes. You know, there was this one, you know, there was one of the guys there I sort of sussed out was the guy who was, you know, who had been tweeting or whose tweets mm. I had seen. And I don't remember if he was like horrible online, but I was like quite surprised that in real life he was almost like genial you know like in mm-hmm. this group of people he had like a real like kid brother energy with like interesting you know. and it was so interesting it's like these people are you know sometimes i for a couple months afterwards it didn't like i wasn't like traumatized by it but like mm. for a couple months afterwards i'd see like a guy like dribbling a soccer ball in the park and be like is that guy a nazi or i'd see someone like you know bo- like doing something regular and i'd be like is that guy a nazi you know like it was one of those things See, I I was always of the thought, 
that like like when I saw January six when you see the riots and it's like you see the guy in the Camp Auschwitz sweatshirt and he yeah. looked exactly like someone I would stay away from anyways like he had the long beard and he looked crazy to me now and, and I was like kind of saying like you know I kind of had the the thought that like. You know, the Nazis, at least I know I stay away from them anyways. Like, I would imagine subtle racism for other groups, it is more subtle. But maybe not. You know, I guess the the guy dribbling the soccer ball could be, like, sitting there just being like those fucking Jews, I guess, uh, you know, while he yeah. kicks the ball. I mean, I don't know. I just don't understand it. Like, I don't get where the where the where the thing comes from. Even now, like... You know, there's some Reddit pages where, like, people have their complaints about Jews. Mm. But, you know, it's so hard to hate up close. So I get confused sometimes when I, like, you know, most of the the people who hate Jews, I'm like, well, they must not know many Jews. Well, well, the interesting part now, I, I talked about this with Michelle Collins on her podcast recently, but there was an article I saw about how... It was like this think piece on Seinfeld and the think piece was like, boy, people forget that these people, that this show is all about the worst type of person in the entire world and no one acts like this. I'm like, well, everyone in my life acts like that. I was like, it was like, and I was like, it's subtly anti-Semitic in in the way that like, you don't get Seinfeld. This is a commentary on the worst people alive. I'm like, no. Every time I go to Boca, I am living in a Seinfeld episode. I was like, and you're just calling everyone in my life the worst people alive, really, you know? That's so funny. That's so funny. I mean, I have this thing with um, Kirby Enthusiasm where people are like, oh, it's outrageous. And I'm like, no, it's my family. Yes. that's like, <laughs> And it's me a little bit. Like, yeah. I'm a little... And people are like, you know, when people are like, why'd you go? And I'm like, it's kind of the thing that Alex Edelman would do is show up where he's not wanted to see if he, you know, can make it work. Like, that's my whole life is showing up places I'm not wanted and seeing if I can make it work. Like, that's even comedy for me. Well, you made it work into a show and I want everyone to go check it out. What a cool, like, December holiday season thing going to the theater cherry lane december 1st through 19th it's that means it's happening right now so go to just for us show.com for tickets right that's where they go that is thank you just so for us man. show just for us show.com it's being produced by mike perbiglia you can't get a bigger thumbs up in you know in that cherry lane show world than that you know so everyone should go at alex edelman on instagram let's head into the lounge you ready sure sure okay so i'm gonna start with my complaint hit the music jared he has some problems jared he's got some issues to do get off his chest right now Jared has a lot of issues. Jared has a issue with a lot of things that we can discuss. Can you relate to the problem now? Okay, this is actually on theme with December. 
Alex, tell me if you realize this. I am so sick of forced holiday get-togethers. It started with the Friendsgiving, and that came from a good place. We all wanted to go to a Friendsgiving. We were all like, oh, these are actually our friends. And then people started going, well, we could do our own Friendsgiving with this side group. And it's like, no. We don't want extra hangouts. We don't want to get together for drinks. It is this time of year where we already have holiday parties. We already have the Friendsgiving. That group has already been formed. We're not looking for new Friendsgiving B group and C group and camp Friendsgiving and work Friendsgiving. No, no, no. There's one Friendsgiving, and if you have to wonder if someone should be invited, they're not close enough to invite them. And you need, we need to stop putting plans on other people. I keep getting this, we should do drinks thing. And I say, sure. Sure means, if, so, if you say we should do drinks, and someone says sure, that means they don't want to fucking go. That means because they didn't make a plan. We should do drinks. <laughs> yes. Tuesday. You know, because what am I supposed to say? If someone says, like, Alex, what would you say if you don't want to get drinks? We should get uh, drinks. Sure, sure. No, yeah, yeah. yeah that, that sounds nice. That sounds nice. You know, we should do uh, things pretty busy, but, uh, but you know. That's someone who doesn't uh, want to go. town this week or things are pretty jammed. I don't know if I can make it because of work. And, like, uh, but now soon, ask, soon, yeah, soon. Now ask me if we should do drinks. And this is someone who wants to go. Hey, uh, you know, we should like do drinks sometimes. Oh, let's do it Wednesday. You free? Yeah. And then that's I'm it. Free. There, there, there we go. Now, how would I even respond? We should do drinks. And then when do you want to go? And then you go, like, am I supposed to look at someone and go, we're not close enough for that. We don't, we don't need to do that. No, I don't want to do drinks. No, you're putting people in a position. It, it, also, we should should be give me the date and time. Can you do Tuesday at eight for drinks? And then I can say no. I can make up an excuse. But what about that halfway space where you make a soft plan? Do you know what mm. I mean? You make give a me soft, the soft plan. plan. You're like, eh, maybe Monday. I might be around. Text me. Like, why don't I hit you up that day? We'll see what's what. You know, like it's more. That's a, hey, if that's I have a nothing no to well. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I really? feel motivated, yeah, it, it, that, yeah, you're right. That is, if if the world literally pushes me into that hangout, then I'll go. But it would, it's literally like ten percent shot. It's it's also wildly dependent on. Do I want to be with someone today? Yeah, my my friend but made that point. A good friend of mine made that point where he's like, alone time is busy. Like, yeah. that's something we don't give ourselves credit for. Like, getting alone time is a thing on your schedule, and we have to respect that of other people. He's right. He's a thousand percent right, and we don't get enough of it. And no. also, like, I mean, that's part of my complaint. Well, hold on. Let's get your complaint. I'll hold on. I'll hold hit, on you. Hit the music. It's the guest's turn to complain. They're ready to jump in. They've got lots of problems, too. It ain't all about Jared. Let's hear their complaint of the day. Let's hear their complaint of the day. They're invited on the show to have some fun and complain with you. 
Let's hear that complaint. Okay, go ahead. All right. My complaint is that uh, we're aging Mm. and that our energy levels are lower and it's impossible to not register it. It's everyone is more tired than they were before the pandemic. Everyone Mm. I know is exhausted and that's not fair. And a lot, like I used to not need alone time. I could just go, go, go. I was human. Like Mm -hmm. I was a fucking Duracell energizer bunny. I could do whatever I needed to do. I was, I was quick on my feet all the time. And now I need a break. Now I need to sit. Now I'm exhausted and it's just not right. It, you know what it is? It's, you have to become an organized person. If you weren't an organized person with energy, you don't know how to organize it when you don't have the energy. So you yeah. just run through it. You know, it's like it's like leaving the house without like a charger for your phone when you leave for like, you know, like it's like and then using your phone for that first part of the day, even though you have nothing left at the end. Like you're like, oh my God, but I need this phone the rest of the day. If you don't yeah. place where you use the phone like it's like opening instagram when you have 10 percent battery left just because you can't not you know that is like and and i i'm guilty of that where i'm like i'm not even like if i'm doing shows at night and i'm waking up at 9 a.m and i'm doing three podcasts in a day you're not reserving the the energy for that nighttime work you used to have it for sure it's 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 a run it's it, it's it, the aging thing is you don't know how to place the energy. You it it's a moving target so to speak. Yeah, and you're right. Wasting energy that's the thing. When you when someone says do you want to hang out, part of the calculus now is like, do I want to waste energy on this person? Sure. Do I want to raise my spend an hour raising my eyebrows looking interested? You know, it's like mm, mm. And, and we don't give enough credit to zoned in conversation being a tough a tough thing let's go to the complaints j train podcast at gmail.com j train podcast at gmail.com title it luxury lounge that's how you get on the show title it luxury lounge give me a little taste like this person did that luxury lounge free christmas tree was worth every penny See, I like it. December, Christmas, let's do it. Jared, I know you're not much of a Christmas guy yourself, but I know you'll give me a platform to complain about this complete ass-kicking I received from a free Christmas tree. My girlfriend's mom set aside an old, and then he puts in parentheses, fake Christmas tree for us when she needed a new one. This tree is seven feet or so. And wouldn't fit in our apartment, a seven-foot tree. Oh, my God. That's and it's fake. Apartment. <clears throat> so the parents held on to it until recently, since this will be our first Christmas in our new house. We pick up this old tree, go to set it up, and find out only two-thirds of the lights work. It's not a bad bulb killing a whole string. We replace the lights for an hour to no avail. We call my girlfriend's mom, and she is no help. She says, I stopped using it a while ago. I don't remember what's wrong with it. Have you got it all plugged in? Oh, no. We did have it all plugged in, so we continued to troubleshoot and got nowhere. We have strings of lights, so being the house uh, 
So being the house poor people we are, without the money for a replacement tree, we tear the lights already attached to the tree for the next three hours. It's tedious, annoying work that killed my soft desk job hands. I know we received a gift of a tree, but the complete lack of communication about the tree's shittiness is really frustrating. Thank you for the space to complain about something free used to celebrate excess. Sincerely stuck with a free tree. What do you think? I think this is a perfectly valid complaint. I think that this is a, you know, again, maybe I'm on a real kick about valuing your time, but like, Mm. how much can how much is a Christmas? I'm total showing my total lack of uh, goyishness. How much does a Christmas tree cost? I I can't. I have no idea. It could be a thousand dollars. It could be a hundred. I would assume a hundred bucks seems like a fair rate for a tree, right? I want to look it up. I'm going to Google how much for a Christmas tree. Yeah. And while you do that, let me just say, here's the problem to me is your in-law has given you their trash that they are making more important than it is. Your in-laws are so attached to this garbage that they can't throw it away. They're, they're putting their issues onto you. They're hoarders who are afraid of throwing away a tree that doesn't work. The tree doesn't work. You it, And it, for that reason, we're throwing it away, ma'am. That's what I would say to my mother-in-law. I'd be like, I, I would be like, mom, the tree doesn't work. We're gonna, we mm. tossed it. It's garbage. It's actual garbage. You gave us garbage. We had to try and fix the garbage we couldn't fix the garbage that is why it's being tossed we're gonna go buy a tree and it's like because for them to ask the question the way she asks it i stopped using it a while ago i don't remember what's wrong with it have you got it all plugged in it's like no no no, no. we we don't have it plugged in it's it's in the trash chute how much is a tree alex a tree it says seven street vendors will sell them sometimes for 75 dollars people come to deliver them deliver them to your home for a forfeit tree will charge you about $119. And I, someone said, if you really want one, you know, a Christmas tree stand at the intersection of Dykeman Post, a six foot Fraser fur goes for $90. Yeah, I would say 75 to 125 seems reasonable. I'm sure there's places that they give you the ax and they say, have fun and go chop it down and look like a, you know, like, like you know what you're doing. But I, I, I think that's what it is. But I t- totally don't you think like have have your parents ever given you something where it's like it has value to them, but no value. But actually, lo- like this tree is losing this person money because it's losing them time. Just like you said, it's losing them. And they're you know, a homeowner. They can afford a tree. If they own a home, yeah. you can buy it. You just go outside. And also this tree. I don't know. I think that the parents have definitely uh, screwed the kid here with uh, with their. Yeah, my parents all the time are like. Oh my God! We're sending you this raincoat. You need yeah. this rain, you know, and then it shows up, and it's. My, but you I do spent, have to say thank you. I spent an hour fighting with my parents in Boca. They go, "We take the luggage," and I go, "I have no room." I I go, "I already have my own luggage, and I have no room for your additional luggage." And they're just they're just trying to not have it sit in their home. And they're too afraid to throw it away or to give it away or to donate it. They don't want to do the other thing. So it's now it's Jared doesn't take the luggage because he's lazy. You know, they put it on you. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're in the luxury lounge here with Alex Edelman at Alex Edelman. 
justforusshow.com, December 1st through 19th, Cherry Lane Theater. Let's do this one. Luxury Lounge, construction workers are lazy in Canada. Okay, we're calling them out. Hey, hey. Love the podcast. Here's my complaint. I live in a city in Canada with very harsh and long winters, which make all of our streets horrible and only leaves about five to six months for essentially all outdoor construction to be done in the city. It's so bad. The saying here is we have two seasons, winter and construction. I didn't even realize that. Hmm. However, this doesn't make the construction workers work any faster. Yeah. To me, if I was in construction, I'd be running out the clock. I'd be like, oh, I got five minutes. I get me to winter when I get my five months off or my six months off. Um, We had one. uh, However, this doesn't make the workers work any faster. We had one street by my house that was under construction for four years. Yes, years. Every time I pass a construction zone, essentially the whole city, there is either no one there working or they're all taking a break. Now, I'm all for taking a break. (laughs) But why? Why all at the same time? Can they not take turns so that there's people always working and the project keeps moving? I'm a nurse and we cover each other for breaks. Could you imagine if we all left the break for a break at the same time? No, because it doesn't make sense. Thank you for listening to me rant. And please, uh, for the love of God, will construction actually get construction actually get to work? P.S. These are the same construction workers that when building a new hospital built the foundation wrong. So when it rained, it flooded, collapsed and swallowed the street around it. No one was hurt somehow. The city had to fire those workers and start all over again like seriously what the fuck anyway bye so what do you think this is horrible um okay i think i think both of our complaints so far have something in common which you have to account Mm. for who you're complaining about right your parents Mm. are going to give you a tree yes the odds are that the tree is going to suck yes and construction workers are going to take i'm from boston a city of teamsters and you know lazy construction the big dig which is supposed to take three years took you know like 13 you know yes construction workers move slow it's not just in your one specific area in canada that construction workers move slow also construction's hard construction's really difficult so like account for who you're talking about and what they have to do like it's really really you know i have empathy for the construction worker because i would do this the job the same way if I'm being paid hourly and, you know, they don't make more money upon completion. We this person's issue is with the bosses, is with the the, the government, the, the municipality. The people are not putting you have to put incentives in everything to make someone do something. The idea that you can live in an incentiveless world. So if you're a union worker and they're like, you get benefits, just show up from eight to eight and, you know, get your hands dirty. You're going to show up from eight to eight and get your hands dirty. And that's all you're going to do. You're not going to do more. You're not going to do less. So it's the it's actually the municipality that they have an issue with because they are not creating a world where, you know, the hospital gets done quicker and better and and stronger. I would also say. I understand this complaint because in New York City, as you know, Alex, when they decide to wash windows or do what are what are those the overhead things? Scaffolding. The scaffolding. There are some there are scaffolding here in New York when they like are fixing the outside of a building. 
they become a part of the city at that point. Like there are some scaffolding, there's some buildings I've only seen with scaffolding on it. Like it feels like it's there, been there forever. And you start to get used to it and you start to attend for it because, you know, when you, uh, will I bring an umbrella when it rains? It's like, no, the whole street's scaffolding. I'm good. So I do understand where you're like, how do these things take this long? You know, I just think you have to like construction workers are my parents gave me something that's crappy. That's a complaint you've heard mm-hmm. before. And construction workers don't do enough. It's also a complaint you've heard before. <laughs> also, we don't know these are the same. Con- if these are the exact same construction workers who built the hot. How do you know? Are you matching well, that, IDs or you heard that, colloquially? But this is why I the complaint is with the people in charge. They have created okay, a world yeah. that that is who I would blame. The J Train Podcast is excited to announce our new sponsor, Indochino. You know when you see someone and they just look sharp? Everything they wear not only fits their body, but their personality as well. Indochino is here to get you looking and feeling like you just stepped out of the poshest tailor at a fraction of the cost. I love Indochino. I got the pants. I got the pants. Let me just tell you, when pants fit, your day is better. I'm wearing them right now, and they're tailored they're made for my body and all of us are special snowflakes we all have different bodies we all have different things that make us feel comfortable and when the pants fit you're you're just walking differently indochino offers completely custom fitted suits shirts casual wear and more at surprisingly affordable prices every piece is made to your exact measurements and you can customize every detail all online and the online process is so fantastic and easy choose everything about your suit including the fabric lapel monogram and statement linings you can create a suit that fits you and your style perfectly the best part indochino suits start from just 429 for a suit, people, $429. I mean, someone in your life is in need of a suit, not not wants. This is a gift that makes them feel good, they're gonna love, and, and it's made specifically for them, and it helps them. And they have shirts from $79 with all customizations included. Give yourself a custom closet revamp with Indochino or give the gift of great style with an Indochino gift card. Get $50 off any purchase of $3.99 or more by using promo code JTRAIN, JTRAIN, JTRAIN at Indochino.com. That's $50 off a purchase of $3.99 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com, promo code JTRAIN. The J Train Podcast is brought to you by Solo Stove. It's cold out there, but Solo Stove is here to keep your chestnuts roasting over a smokeless fire all winter long. Solo Stove is the smokeless fire pit. I have to tell you right now, I would go right now and order this as soon as possible because what the Solo Stove does is it extends your living space. It makes your holiday party a little bit different, a little bit more fun, gives it an extra area to hang out at and have a couple beers at. It's just amazing to be around a roaring fire. It's a different experience. It's a fun experience. It's something to do. Solo Stove Fire Pits are brilliantly engineered and beautifully crafted, made with premium grade 304 stainless steel and a patented 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency while minimizing smoke. Easy to light with a few bits of starter. Your fire is blazing in minutes. Perfectly portable. Take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. Get the gift. Get the perfect fire pit and make your backyard a destination with a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove. I'm telling you right now, 
I love this. I love this for you. I love this that this extends your living space. It gives you a place to party and hang out with friends. So get the perfect fire pit and make your backyard a destination with a spectacular fire pit from Solo Stove. Get $10, $10, $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN at checkout. They're so confident you'll love it. They offer a lifetime warranty and a 30-day free return policy. Just go to solostove.com. And remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code JTRAIN. The J Train Podcast is sponsored by Roman. When the moment for intimacy arrives, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Go to GetRoman.com slash J Train now to speak to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional about erectile dysfunction and get $15 off your first month of treatment. I got to tell you, something like erectile dysfunction is just something you put aside. You go, oh, I had a couple drinks. That's why, that's why I couldn't get it up. That's really what you say. Because you're really avoiding the reality of, oh, I have to do something. I have to go somewhere. I have to speak to someone. Roman takes away all those excuses. Roman's system is completely confidential and totally discreet. No big big logos or labels on the packages. So, so you're going to get this without people knowing. But also, let's see if this is an issue for you. Because with Roman, you can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for erectile dysfunction, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, it ships to you free with two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, convenient, discreet. Take care of your ED without leaving ho- leaving your home. That's the biggest thing. Like this is something you can take care of in your in uh, in a little in a few minutes of your free time. Complete an online visit today to connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash JTrain today. And if you're prescribed, you'll get $15 off your first month of ED treatment. Make sure you're ready to have confidence and control this winter. Roman ready. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Here with Alex Edelman at Alex Edelman on Instagram. The Just For Us show. Go, go, go. It is December 1st to 19th at the Cherry Lane Theater Luxury Lounge. I paid for this Airbnb. I am not doing chores. Jared, an esteemed guest, Feather Feather, longtime listener, first-time writer. Your live show in Tacoma was a highlight of my year. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for your gift of the Luxury Lounge to the world. You make me feel so safe. That's what we're here for. I'm staying at an Airbnb in Minneapolis currently. I prefer Airbnb to hotels, so typically stay in those homes rather than hotels when traveling. However, the amount of times the checkout instructions at Airbnb include stripping the bed, starting the dishwasher, loading clothes in the washer. What are we talking? What? Is Is this part of the Airbnb experience? And taking out the trash is atrocious. I'm paying hotel prices to stay here. I'm never expected to strip the bed and take out the trash at a hotel. Simply put, I don't want to, nor should I have to. Do chores, and that should be included in the price I'm paying to stay. The current place asks that we load and run the dishwasher and even tells us which items to wash by hand that can't go in the dishwasher and asks we strip the bed. But don't leave the comforter on the floor. The lovely person who is cleaning the apartment or home has to come anyway. I hope they are paid well to come. I don't want to do any of the job they're paid to do. Asking paying guests to do chores should be outlawed. Thank you for reading. I hope your listeners can relate. I can, This is why I don't stay in an Airbnb. What do you think? I, I agree. By, by the way, dishwasher, yes. Everything else, no. Dishwasher, when you're dealing with food and, you know, foods are like... It's gross, and that's a reasonable expectation, I think, the dishwasher. But it's also, like, it's all part of the deal of staying in Airbnb. I don't know that I – I don't know that – this guy's perfectly uh, – he's right. His complaint is correct. It, it is – I to me, Airbnb always leaves me wanting hotel. 
Anytime I've stayed in an Airbnb, I am left saying, what the fuck did I do this for? It, and it's, I would compare Airbnb because the prices, they go high. They, a lot of Airbnb, the price, they're priced for like a group of 12 staying. Like if you want the whole house, you know, then they start pricing and it's like, okay, so that's like 12 rooms in the house. And you're like, wait a minute. This chair isn't a bedroom. You know, they start counting chairs as bedrooms and things like that. So I really, I compare Airbnb to a, um, to outlet shopping. You're going to get a shirt that's got uh, just one thing wrong with it everywhere. It's either going to be in the wrong section of town or it's going to have horrible pillows or it's not going to be cleaned or they're going to ask you to clean. This is this is kind of one of the things that really makes me go fuck it I'm staying in a hotel. I'd ra- if I can't call a front desk, it is not somewhere I want to stay. I'm I'm now staying in someone's home. Although I will say that a lot of these hotels now that are just like as a, as part of covid they're like we're cleaning every fifth day. Sure. You got to stay for more than a week for us to clean. You it's might like, as well, but but at least you you know you you're right because I see that a lot with where I go and stay. They go, you know, they'll give you a bag of towels and they go, you know, good luck to you, you know. And but at least there's that front desk. Sure, yes. If something goes hours. wrong, with someone to call. Yeah. yeah, that's the problem with Airbnb. I can't, and even if they can't help me in a hotel, they just have the ear for me to yell into. That's all I care about. Yes, you have an outlet with this Airbnb. It's their way or the highway. You know, they've established the rules up front. But also, here's the other thing. Here's my mm. other question for the complaint. Did sure. you know this when you were uh, buying the Airbnb stay? When you were make, at the point of purchase, was this made clear to you? If not, big problem. Because, you Well, know. but this is, this is the, the issue is like they're getting – the big problem here is they have – when they say ahead of time you have to clean and you have to strip the beds and you have to do some roofing, you know, they are leaving it vague enough where you don't even know if you cleaned enough. You know, this is like a security deposit situation where they go, yeah, I had to like clean up, so I took half your security deposit. And you go, well, who did the math on this? Yeah. Well, you know, I remember I tried to get an Airbnb in Canada. They made me build a hospital. It was just awful. Yeah. <laughs> you moved as slow as possible. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Here with Alex Edelman at Alex Edelman on Instagram. Go follow the, the Just For Us show.com. That's where you get tickets. Cherry Lane, December 1st through 19th. Luxury Lounge. I'm part of the tapas generation, but I don't want to share my food. Dear J Train, feather, feather. As the subject line points out, I'm part of the same tapas generation as you. I've no, I've called our generation the tapas generation. Yes, a little know, taste of this, everything. Don't get me wrong. I love splitting a bunch of apps with friends. We go out to eat or just get drinks. And I'll never turn down a meal at a restaurant that serves small plates meant to be shared. However, I'm finding the latest dining out trends to be groups of people eating at regular portion size restaurants wanting to order a bunch of regular entrees to split among the group. That is where I draw the line. I, I got to say I'm with the, I'm with them. I don't. If the menu doesn't have the small plates section, you're forced into this, how do you split a steak? Do you know what I mean? It's not, 
you know, then I got to, I'll cut one quarter and you get one. It is, this, this person writes, twice in the past month I found myself in this situation. First occurrence was in an Italian restaurant for dinner. I was with a big group and we ordered a few appetizers to split the table. Then one guy just took control and ordered a bunch of main entree dishes without taking into consideration food preferences of everyone at the table or even asking what we were all craving and just expected we would all share. I ended up flagging the waiter down separately to order my own dish and was met with criticism and side-eye judgment from the group. Wow, that is, that's a stronger-willed person than me. Yeah, Yesterday, sure. I went to the went to brunch at a Mexican fusion spot with five friends. One of the guys in the group asked the waitress if the menu was meant to be shared or individually or ordered individually. She said that the appetizers like guac and salsas are <laughs> meant to be shared. Oh, really? You share guac? Uh, meant to be shared, but the rest of the plates are designed to be eaten individually. However, you can always share depending on your group preferences. Yeah, we know how sharing works. Instead of accepting her answer. My friend then pressed her for more information, starting with the breakfast tacos on the menu. She said the dish is served with two tacos. The group I was with uh, actually spent time debating if we should order a single plate of breakfast tacos to share. No, this is horrible. How do you expect to share two regular-sized tacos between five people? You can't just cut and divide a taco, not expect the whole thing to fall apart. Even if you order two to three plates of breakfast tacos where everyone takes one, they were priced and meant to be served as a single dish. I personally had my eye on the empanada entree, one single size oversized empanada, which I said I was just going to order for myself. One of the girls mentioned she would also like the empanada that since, and that since it sounds big, we should just split it. No, fuck this girl. I hate. This is a big, I mean, there's complaints within this complaint. Are you editorializing now? Are you saying, fuck this girl? Is that J Train? Is this you, Jared, saying, fuck this girl? This is you, me uh, talking about the girl she's writing about. Yeah. If you bring up the empanada, if I bring yeah. up the empanada and you go, well, that seems big, we'll split it. Whoa, big to you, not to me. Oh, a thousand percent. I wasn't with this person until uh, halfway through the email, and now I'm all the way with them. I was right? like, Eh, you know, I like to. Well, I'm also I like I'm I'm a tapas guy. I like a little bit of everything. Sure, but this is egregious. This is egregious Philbin. This it's is a, too. Uh, it's too much. You you like a top splitting tacos? Are you out of your fucking mind? Splitting no, a steak? It's, talk it's, talk it's about real. egregious Philbin. It is actually mean because this per. Here's the thing: you have to trust the order. The small plate section of the menu takes alleviates all of that because you can anyone can any novice can order from the small plate section. It takes a professional order who's taking into account and has empathy for everyone at the table. What this person said in the beginning is right. You have to take into account taste and what are people looking for? How many pastas do you get? And and you have to get enough. Where nobody's sitting there going, no, you take the last string of pasta. No, you take. I I got enough. Don't worry. There should be no, there should be things left on the table. There should be leftovers when a big group order happens because yes. that means you ordered enough. If there's nothing left after a group order, someone made them a fucking mistake. Agreed. They, they wrote a, a talk about an awkward uh, moment when you have to tell someone that you really don't want to share one empanada and maybe we should just order two of them instead of just agreeing and ordering two empanadas, which we eventually did. She first kept pressing me to find a solution where we could share the single empanada. Yeah, she's putting her eating issues onto you. It only en- ended when she I made it. The whole empanada. 
<coughs> it only ended when I made it really awkward by just saying, I'm picky and I don't like sharing food. Oh, this person is strong. I actually don't mind sharing food, but in both situations, we were not in a tapas small plate style restaurant. I agree. Let's order some apps to share and then each get our own main dish. If you want to try a small bite of my empanada, I'm happy to share a piece, but I don't want to split it in half. I am with you 100%. I'm sure I sounded unreasonable. Well, they put you in a position where you could only be unreasonable. Nobody, this is what happens. When no one has empathy for the people they're dealing with, then you have to be the unreasonable person to speak yes. up for yourself. This is how it goes every time. I definitely came off as not a team player at both dining experience. I just think there should be an out for people who don't want to order. I, I was in this situation not two weeks ago. And the person that was put in charge of the ordering, I was cool with. But I remember there was a moment where they got appetizers. And one of the appetizers was a, you know, you know when they have, the, what's the, the appetizer where it's all the appetizers that give you a little taste of everything? Top, uh, not top, like, uh, like the combo, the sampler. So they had a yes, sampler. Yeah, of course. My issue with the sampler is it's samples. So you have to get, if you have a table of six, a sampler, that's for two people. You need to get three samplers. Sure. You don't get one sampler for six. You have to get three samplers for six. And I and as she's ordering, she goes, oh, you know what? We're going to get the sampler. And then I pipe it. I go, how many people share a sampler? Like I, I had to like direct it a little bit. And it's like you need if you're in the position of ordering, you need to be doing this type of math. No one should have to like but in ski in sure a thousand percent j train podcast I, at gmail.com you have another thing to say or was it i was just like I, the funny thing is i'm a big sharer i love sharing because also sure. a lot of plates at restaurants are too big and, and also if you share and you guys want more you can always go hey let's get you know let's get more no sure. one ever orders but with that said if someone voices a clear preference you're being a bad co-diner if you don't like that's the thing where you and i I think both totally were like whoa whoa if someone's like hey i want to get the empanada you can ask hey um do you uh, do you think it's something saying that sounds big why don't we split it i it's a judgment that's a judgment statement sounds big i don't even know what the fuck that means sounds Sounds big big. well i'm big i'm gonna eat it yeah i'm a fat fuck and i eat a lot i would look him right in the fucking face J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com here with Alex Edelman at Alex Edelman on Instagram. Just for us show.com, December 1st through 19th. Luxury Lounge, post massage, water fiasco. Jared, oh Feather Feather, I'm a huge fan of you and talk about you daily. Well, thank you. Your comedy, dating advice, and now the lounge make me laugh all the time. Thanks for doing the Lord's work. Of course. Thank you. I'll cut right to the chicks. I get massages at least once a month to help with my back pain and migraines. I go to a boutique massage place that offers a range of customized massages, a cool vibe, and even lets you choose the music and essential oils they use. Pretty sweet, right? Yeah, I like this. Usually at the end of the massage, you're presented with a bottle of water to take with you. Well, they do this thing. I, I, uh, Alex, have you gotten massages before? You know, I'm not a huge massage guy, but I tend to enjoy them when I, I don't seek them out. But because mm. uh, I'm not one of the, I don't love being touched by a stranger. 
Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I've had a couple of really good ones, and I usually walk away going like, "That was nice." And they do the thing where they give you the water, and they're like, "You gotta, you know, you make sure you get hydrated after this." I've never seen someone pass out in the street from dehydration after after a massage. A, a massage. Like I don't see that happening, but they warn you as if. You better fucking have this water because maybe you, it's the lactic acid. I don't know. I, I guess so. So usually at the end of the massage, you're presented with a bottle of water to take with you. The past few times I've gone, they've even let me pick what flavor. And I have to say, there's nothing that makes you feel boutique quite like walking out of an overpriced but amazing massage, sipping a lemon ginger water out of an eco-friendly cardboard bottle. I would say so. That all changed today. I got a oh, nice post turkey day massage. Can I ask but, a quick question? Sure. Can I ask a quick question? Was that is that all changed today? A new line in the email? Yes. Okay, that's. I just love wanted it. to know that. Yeah. They, I got a nice post turkey day massage, but there was no bottle waiting for me when I got up to get dressed. I, th- th- instead, the massage therapist informed me that I could fill a cup of water in the lobby to take with me. I was appalled. To make matters worse, when I tried to get into my car, to this, the cup spilled. Getting all over me in my seat, obviously this ruined my zen feeling and I had to drive home not only dehydrated, but also soaking wet. When will the madness end? Anyways, thanks for helping me complain and please come visit us down south in Charlotte soon. I, I have to say, this is also dangerous. This is, you know, they give you that water right away at most massages, right? They're like, you got to drink mm-hmm. this. this is, you're going to be dehydrated. Even though, again, I've never seen someone <laughs> like, you know, parch. I got I got to get some water because they. I just got a massage. I just got a massage in the middle of the Sahara. I just yeah. got a massage in the middle of the movie Dune. And I, <laughs> I really need, I need water. Um, look, this is, this is a perfect luxury lounge complaint. Honestly, like, yeah, totally agree. It's literally, literally champagne problems, literally going, Hey, the little glass of champagne at the end of my flight is flat. It, but like, you know what? Well, you, you can't are... go from you can't go from lemon ginger to, hey pig, go to that sink and use the tap. You can't do yeah, that. Maybe, maybe. I, I mean, I just feel like was there a reason? Were they out of the water? Have they discontinued the service? Was it not? It's a clear diminishment of quality. So yes, mm-hmm. a valid complaint. Yes, you paid I... for a service thinking you were going to get one thing and you got. A dishwasher and uh, I I would do next time I go I would go what happened to the lemon ginger I would ask in a nice way because I would want I would want to know how did we oh decisions were made or or maybe the lemon ginger guy he you know he quit and we don't know how to make it anymore I don't know I would want to know though and I I would say something because they because they might go this might be masseur dependent one sure. masseur because they go one masseur might go oh the lemon ginger elaine does that now elaine, elaine does that for her you know that. for her clients and now you know you have to have a preference of who you go to you know that's it could be that some elaine mas- that. yeah elaine is the one you know hitting people with lemon ginger to keep clients and in that respect you got to respect the the hustle yeah, she brings it in for when she gives massages. She likes to do that. You should request her next time. 
Mm-hmm. I would ask at the front desk. This is what front desk people are for. Hey, I got to ask you, what happened to the lemon ginger water? Oh, you know, Elaine gives that out at the end. That's kind of her thing. Oh, good to know. See? I want to know the why, right? You want to yeah. know, you need to ask the front desk. You want to know the why. That's a good question. The J Train Podcast is sponsored by Butcher Box. You want the best, the best artisanal beer, the best organic vegetables, so why wouldn't you want the best meat? Butcher Box sources their meat with the highest standards of quality. No more searching the grocery store for 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, or wild-caught seafood. I'm telling you right now, I love Butcher Box. You know why I love it? It gets you out of the routine. It gives you something that's delicious, something that you can make a night for. Because every month, ButcherBox is going to ship a curated selection of high-quality meats right to your home. It's the best of farm-fresh living right to you. That's the thing. You go to the store, you get your normal stuff. ButcherBox is going to send you something that you say, okay, Thursday night, we're doing some, we're doing beef. You know, Tuesday, we're going to do a beautiful chicken dinner. This is about giving you the allowance to have a fun night with who yourself or someone you live with or whatever it is. Um, no antibiotics or added hormones, and you know it's good stuff. Plus, you can customize your own box. Pick from a great selection of beef, chicken, pork, or seafood, or go with one of their curated kits. I love the curated kits. Either way, you get exactly what you want. Free shipping for the continental U.S. Whoa, people. Come on. This holiday, butcher, what a fun holiday thing to do maybe for a party. Maybe you go all beef so that you can invite people over and everyone's going to have some beef. There you go. This holiday, Butcher Box is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box. Now nah, you got a side dish plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership that's free bacon for life and up to a hundred dollars off I mean this is amazing sign up at butcherbox.com slash jtrain that's butcherbox.com slash jtrain the jtrain podcast is brought to you by meundies everyone you know has that pair of underwear that that ratty old pair that has hung on for a few too many seasons this year tell the ones you love that they deserve better by getting them a nice new pair of undies i'm telling you right now that what i just read couldn't be more right all of us have an underwear that we're dealing with that it's at the end of the drawer. It's when everything else is in the wash and you're going, I guess I'm putting these on again until I can get, it'll get me by. Why don't we, why don't we find our confidence right now and toss those out and add in a MeUndies because they're so good. With new holiday sweater prints, MeUndies is turning up the comfort this season. All MeUndies products are made out of soft, breathable, stretchy fabrics that are ideal for getting cozy by the fire with a hot, uh, hot cup of cocoa. Let me just tell you, people. Again, these are the most comfortable underwear you'll put on your body. And right now, you're doing yourself a disservice. You have an old pair of underwear. Put them in the trash. It's time to buy me undies. Make everyone on your holiday list smile with matching PJ sets or spoil yourself with plush robes and slippers. Whatever you decide, everyone will be rolling into the new year comfier than before. Available in sizes extra small through 4XL, MeUndies has a little something for everyone, even if you're on the naughty list. So MeUndies has a great offer for the JTrain listeners. For any first-time purchasers, you get 15% off and free shipping right to your door. Your days of fighting for your life in the mall parking lot are over. To get 15 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash JTrain. That's MeUndies.com slash JTrain. MeUndies.com slash JTrain. 
jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. Feather, feather. I've been an avid fan since 2017. Podcast speaks to my soul. I've seen you live twice. My friends and I hope you come to Boston again soon. Thank you. I will. There's really no way to keep this short. My apologies. I've been with my boyfriend for about three years. Everything is great. Good to note uh, that everyone involved is Jewish. Okay, we got two Jews here. We're, we're dealing with Jews, okay? Put on your yarmulkes. My boyfriend's family has a lot of money. I come from an upper-middle-class fam, nowhere near them. His family has absolutely beautiful beach houses and vacation homes. I feel very luxe every time I go to one of his homes and absolutely love spending time there. However, his mom is ruining my life. Ooh. She is nasty, says a lot of one-liners that offend me, sometimes about my weight. She said verbatim, if you were 15 pounds lighter, you'd be a model. Ooh. Or sometimes about my makeup being too light or my nails or my cartilage piercing or how she had to give up her job for her kids and therefore her kids need to make more time for her. She even cried to me one time about how she wishes she was the one dating my boyfriend, her son. She does not allow us to ever be alone. She wishes she was the one. I mean, this is fucked up. She this is not, some Freudian nightmares. She does not allow us to ever be alone. Every time we try and sneak away, she manages to invite herself and my boyfriend's dad want nothing to do with it. And my boyfriend's dad wants nothing to do with it. She is so extra and annoying and is constantly trying to join whatever activity we're doing, whether it's skiing or going to the beach or going out for dinner. And she's getting older, so it slows us down. (laughs) It's very clear her husband can only handle her in doses and doesn't even get involved to tell her she's crossing boundaries. Whenever my boyfriend tries to step in, she always gives him a long speech about how she doesn't have a daughter and this is her happiest moment of life is spending time with the two of us because now that she now that he's left the nest she misses him and wants to spend as much time together with him wow this is from hell half the time we can get away with not including her and my boyfriend will be stern and tell her to stop imposing but occasionally my boyfriend will feel bad and just allow her to tag along i seriously cannot i dread these times i have been nothing but extremely pleasant around this overbearing woman one time we got manicures and pedicures together and she straight up talked about her menopause and 36 hour labor for two straight hours she never runs out of tmi stories for the next year i'm in boston for a work assignment and over four hours away from my boyfriend so every time i go to see him she feels as though i moved away from her too and weasels her way into our plans jared what do i do how do i nicely tell my boyfriend that his mom is ruining my life and is not part of our relationship and how do i continue going to his vacation homes while seeing as little of his mom as possible how can i get her to stop imposing alex edelman what do we think well i was with you till vacation homes i mean it feels like if you got estates then you gotta then then uh, go to the hunting shed while your while your mother in law is in the solarium, you know. But uh, but yeah, I I think I mean first of all, this is nothing new. It's more, mm-hmm. it's worse, but it's more. I'm it's sure heightened. that you've got questions. You've got questions like this on the on, on J Train before. Oh J Train, we 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 get this a lot on J Train. Um, yeah. The added element is the beach homes. I guess that's why it becomes a luxury complaint because. You know, you know what they say about marrying for money. If you marry for money, you'll you earn every penny. You earn every penny. So this is, so it, this is where it works in a luxury lounge world because it's like 
You're earning your you're earning those vacations, baby girl. You know, you a are thirty six hour labor though to have to hear about that constantly. But you know I mean Yeah. It it seems like, you know, there's two parts of this. Her being mean is bad. Her yeah. telling you TMI stories, that's just who she is. You know, so you kind of the problem she has is you have to separate what you complain about from who this person is and you have to acknowledge some people people are like cruise ships they don't just turn on a dime you know they turn little by little so this person is TMI small doses person like there are people the I meanness, hang. You're right, Jared. Though the meanness yeah. is unacceptable. The meanness is unacceptable. So she has to. The thing is, she's because in this complaint to us, if she gave this to her boyfriend, you know, the boy, the meanness gets dragged in with the who her his mom is. So it's yeah. harder for him to go to her and like translate this into constructive criticism because he would look at you and go. No, she tells stories. She's annoying. I get it. Instead of being like, hey, mom, when you make comments about her weight, I have to, you know, like, this is, that is legitimately mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, I mean, that's where I, that's where you, that's where I, I get lost. Someone yeah. says shit about your appearance or weight. I mean, that's just, and also you need to put your foot down with, your, like you say, you need to put your foot down with your partner. And so, be like, hey, you, you can't let family members speak to me this way. That is no um, that is no dice. And also you need to be firm. I'm, you know what? I, I don't know because it sounds like the, the question is, hey, I've tried being firm and it's not working. What do I do? So uh, I don't know. The solution's twofold. One, you got to take your own vacations. Every vacation can't be at one of his mansions. I get that it's free. I get that it's nice. I get that you're in beautiful locales that you would pay to go to anyways. But you got to go do your own thing. That that the mom would be like, oh, I could never do that. So you got to start doing vacations that the mom really wouldn't want nothing to do with. And honestly, this gets you guys out of your comfort zone. You can do new things. So this is my thing for your vacations. And the other part is going to your boyfriend and being like, hey. Your mom made a comment about my weight. I don't hate your mom. I know the cheese. This is how she is. But can you relay to her that I'm a little I'm a little hurt when she says things like that? Yeah. And that's it. And and uh, you have to have and I know I'm giving the mom a lot of as they say grace in this scenario, but I do that with older people a lot. I I, I have more patience for older people cuz I Again, it's like you going and sitting with the Ku Klux Klan. Hmm. You're like, where are they coming from? You're not mad. You're you're more interested. I would say to this person, take some interest in why she is the way she is. Like even, you know, the dad is with her and stays with her even though she's annoying. Like why would he stay with her? There's got to be something. But this is the thing where, like, she wishes she was dating her son. Oh, like, that's that weird. Is, it's weird, but I've also heard that before about certain parents, right? Saying, hey, I wish I was dating. You know, like, it's, it's very a, strange. It's very strange. But I And also, the third thing in this is you need to go 
to your boyfriend and get him on your side a little bit. Yeah. You yeah. if he can't realize that she's out of control, then you have then you're alone in this. At least it can be your inside thing. Like it, it's one thing if he's like, yeah, it, it's TMI. The stories. At least you, if you can make fun of it with him, then it's fun. If he doesn't understand it at all, you have to kind of readjust. You know how well you and your boyfriend get along. I don't like it. I don't no. like the the mother. It, by the way, this is like a classic problem, right? Like yes. the more I think about it, the more times I've heard people. Like I've heard four or five times people say, uh, tell an anecdote about a parent who's like, hey, I should be dating my son. You know, like mm. it's very odd. It's always mothers and sons. It's I uh, think out loud always. fathers very rarely say, hey, you know, <laughs> except, for, except for Donald Trump going Ivanka, if she was XYZ age, I, maybe I'd be dating her. So. Also, the way mothers and, you know, you know, mothers and daughters are, are, are a different beast in itself the way they get along in some scenarios yeah. like you know some of these are classic for a reason it's just the dynamic and that's what she's she's dealing with a dynamic that she has to separate out the meanness from the actual dynamic of you know centuries of worn in societal bullshit jtrain podcast mm -hmm. at gmail.com jtrain podcast at gmail.com let's do one more you ready Yes. Okay. Just literally. Open up the email. I sent you an email. Luxury Lounge. Shopping bags have one job. Sup, J Train. Thousand luscious peacock feathers to you for this thousand air problem. I live in a city that's very rainy for most of the year. Cue depressing music now. Hit that music. This evening, I went to do some pre Black Friday shopping and got some goodies from Mac, the cosmetic store. Now, like most of these stores all trying to save the turtles and stuff, they are using recyclable, contains at least 40% post-consumer waste bags. At least that's what they say on the bottom. I went in, got my goods, and left, forgetting my umbrella and they, and that they forgetting my umbrella that they kindly asked me to leave at the front door. Now this shouldn't be a huge issue, as you would think as soon as I get outside and it's pouring rain, that I would instantly remember to go back in. But in this particular case, I was on the phone with my mom, also had a hat on, so I didn't notice being down poured on as much. I got several blocks away before I realized that I forgot my umbrella, which I annoyingly turned around to get. About halfway back, my newly purchased makeup goes falling into the wet pavement below as the rain disintegrated this bag so much that the bottom completely fell through. So now I'm picking up my soaked purchases off the ground with nowhere to put them, rushing back to the store. Yes, my mom was still on my AirPods along for the ride, LOL. I go in, grab my umbrella, and kindly ask the cashier for another bag. She apologizes and double bags it for me with my makeup in one smaller bag, which is now inside another larger one. And I began a journey walk home, a journey walking home i began the journey walking home by the time i almost got home with my umbrella shielding me from as much of the rain as it can the larger bag's bottom disintegrates and the smaller bag falls through pick attached for the larger bags remains i understand that finding a better solution to plastic bags is worthwhile cause but can we at least get something more durable for the basic elements out there uh sincerely bag ladies of the future gonna have a problem they're right look at this picture yeah, this, this bag, bag is, is trashed. Trashed. This is so trashed. <clears throat> what do you think of this, Alex Edelman? Dude, I mean, part of this needs to be planning on your end. 
Like you know how rain works, you know how paper works, but, you know how bad. But even work. with, but, but, but yes. even with, but even with the umbrella, they did plan. They brought the umbrella. This is of the bag after the umbrella was used. I don't. This bag doesn't look umbrella. This bag looks messed up. This it, bag here's looks the brutalized. Thing. But that's the thing. What's more likely to get littered? The bag that disintegrates or the bag that stays, you know, this is the this is what bothers me about the situation. You're right. It's a good point. This is more likely to get littered. But also, why are we the ones charged with saving the planet? Why is it, you know, Jared and Alex? I I have this complaint all the time. I have a joke about this. It makes me furious. I'm like, we are not. It, that the, when Coca-Cola is like you recycle, you guys should recycle. It's like no, you recycle. No, yeah, you you're Coca-Cola. I don't have the time to be. You know, this happened. I was at a hotel and they they go, yeah, you can leave the towels on the hook to save the environment. No, Hilton, you fucking clean them. You yes. you use the water. Paris Hilton is out here in a Lamborghini because I'm putting up a towel. <laughs> To the, so that they can save money on water, you give to the environment. Why are we? This is the thing. They make us normals fight amongst each other and say you should recycle, you should save the turtles, you should you know put your stuff in a disintegrating bag. And it's like, no, 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 no. How this is how you should take. And they, we get all bogged down and tax the rich. No, no, no. We shouldn't tax the rich. Just make them do all this shit yes. that we don't have the time to do. I, Bezos should be out, you know, with a a stick that has the pointer at the end, picking up trash on the street once a day. Not me. He's got the time. Yes, I mean, like, I don't understand. First of all, it's one of those things. The bag is clearly of a poor quality. Although, how much makeup are you buying that you can't put? It's a lot of makeup. Of that's gotta be a lot of makeup, but yeah. But still, also they must. You can ask for a plastic bag at Mac. No, they don't have any plastic bags. No, because That's... you have to save the environment. No one else will do it. Because well, you know, I hate Mr. Mister Mac. I want to. I just want to know how much recycling and how much Mister Mac's life has changed to help the Earth. I need to know because we're all doing it as some sort of like. Oh, you're helping. No, no, no. I'm not doing shit. No. Yeah. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. Alex Edelman, thank you for coming on. Fantastic. Dude, thank you so much for having me. What a delight. Everyone, everyone go follow Alex at Alex Edelman, the show, just for us. It's just for us show.com to get tickets December 1st through 19th. Cherry Lane Theater. What a fun December night. Go, go, go. Assemble that group chat. Go enjoy hearing Alex's story of going and hanging with the white nationalists on a, on a, on a, uh, one of their meetings. Um, I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday and Thursday. Keep sending your emails. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.